as one texter uh, just called him, uh, my groom head is their spirit animal. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, you yeah, animal. Yeah, that is uh, happy Valentine's Day to you. I know you are a happily married woman. Do you do anything? Do you guys skip Valentine's Day or do you do oh, something? Oh, no. Any chance to celebrate love is a good thing, nice. right? So yeah. uh, I left something uh, this morning, not only for my husband, but for my father-in-law who lives with us. That's so nice. And I woke up this morning to some flowers. So. That's very nice. The only yeah. issue I have with it is you can, like I am, I was always a big believer in, I like grocery store flowers. I just think it's a nice thought. Yes. But even now on Valentine's Day, what are they, like $190 oh, a dozen fact, or something? I've told my husband before, <laughs> you don't need to get me flowers on Valentine's Day. You know what would make me really happy is him actually planning a date. Like, actually planning something. Okay. Because every, everything's usually left up to me to plan. But so. isn't tonight a nightmare to go out to, is it? Oh, it doesn't have to be tonight. Oh, okay. Just, you know, saying, Anytime. hey, we're going out next week or something. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, listen, you know, you know what a relationship expert I am, Jamie. Have him give me a call. I'll give him some tips. Oh. How's that? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. I appreciate it. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Statehood Day. Arizona, 112 years old today. Um, it is uh, amazing how uh, how time flies. I remember just not long ago, I was riding and, and celebrating the centennial, but we'll talk more about that a little bit later on in the show. We're going to start this morning where you would expect the uh, impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, and... Um, it's interesting how this is being categorized by both sides of the aisle. So I want to I want to get into that part of it very quickly. Uh, people are sick and tired of politics, but it's on both sides. So if you are somebody that is grumbling about the Republicans wasting time, blah, 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 remember all the four years of investigations into Donald Trump that went absolutely nowhere. So again, not a defense of Donald Trump because that's the first thing that I get from someone that has that Trump derangement syndrome. I'm not defending Donald. Trump, I'm saying Nancy Pelosi, as Speaker of the House, used two major committees. I mean, really major committees in the House of Representatives. The Intelligence Committee with Adam Schiff, which is an oxymoron that he would be involved in the Intelligence Committee. But then you had the Judiciary Committee with Jerry Nadler. And they spent four years investigating and impeaching the president, and it went nowhere. So this, the politics of this on both sides is frustrating to people. I don't think that there are many people in this country that believe that the Secretary of Homeland Security is doing a good job. Alejandro Mayorkas is, is carrying the water for the Biden administration. That's his job. He was hired by and nominated by Joe Biden to be this to do this job because Joe Biden, President Biden, knew that Alejandro Mayorkas would handle the border the way he said to handle the border. The policies on enforcement come from the White House. You can impeach Mayorkas. I think you're justified in saying he hasn't done a good job. I agree with all of that. Where I question is what it's going to accomplish. The Senate's not going to do anything with this. They're on at least a two-week recess. What do you think they're going to do? With nothing. They're not going to take this up. So at best, this is symbolic. And there's a lot of times that symbolism is necessary and is a good thing. But what it will it, what will that symbolism accomplish? The country is already on your side when it comes to the border. I have got so many stories in front of me. What Eric Adams is saying, what they're doing in Chicago, what's happening in Denver, what's happening all over the country as cities are being overwhelmed with migrants that really have no status 
and it's going to be in a holding pattern sometimes for years. Um, and it's weird, the, the the headlines, one says we set a record for migrant encounters in January. The New York Times says a dramatic reduction of border crossers in January. Depends on your perspective and what message you want to send. But most people are upset about this. Now, the other side of this, of course, Chuck Schumer, well, the president said, let's go to the president first. The president said that history will not remember this kindly. That's just not true. That's another overinflated statement. The country won't even remember it. Most people didn't even remember the four years of investigation into Trump until I brought it up. But that's what I'm saying. It was useless. It accomplished nothing. It did nothing. And I don't know what this is going to accomplish. That's my point. Do I think Alejandro Mayorkas has done a good job? No. Do I think if you replace him with somebody that's going to do a good job that this is a valuable thing to do? Absolutely. But there's not a chance in the world that this president is going to nominate somebody for that job that's going to do anything any differently than Mayorkas did. And what's the Senate going to do? They're going to confirm because that's what you do. This is where I say to you, and I say it often, elections have consequences. And these are the consequences. The The way that it was explained to me by people in the United States Senate, and this goes back years, maybe it's changed. But the idea is this. The president of the United States, by earning that office, by winning that office, has the right to surround him or herself with anybody they believe is going to do a good job in that cabinet position and do the job they want that person to do. So unless a candidate that is nominated, and it has happened a number of times, unless a candidate that is nominated is completely inept and ill-equipped to do the job, which is why you go through the confirmation process, unless they are completely ill-equipped there are confirmed because you don't have to like them. You may not like anything they're going to do in that job, but you're not the president. That's why the elections matter. That's why when our system works, that's what happens. People on the other side of the aisle, my side of the aisle, should really not like Alejandro Mayorkas and the job he's done because he was put there by the president of the United States to do exactly what he's doing. Our problem from and it's not just Republicans anymore. It's the problem from the American people is this administration has failed on the border. And it's interesting. You will see people on the president's side of the aisle that say the same thing I just said, but for the completely opposite reason. They believe anything more strict on the border is wrong. They don't think that migrants should have to wait for anything. They should be given amnesty. So there is displeasure on both sides. But when major cities across the country, New York City, if you've never been to New York City, it is hard to describe how massive that city is. It is absolute eight million people. It is massive. And when they say they can't handle any more people, it, it is that is a very telling thing to say. So let me let me get into what some of the people are saying. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia. We did exactly what we should be doing. Now it's up to the Senate to do their job. All right, Tim, uh, Tim Burchett from uh, Tennessee. It just says to America that we're going to hold somebody accountable, at least on the House side. Steve Scalise from Louisiana. And you've got Democrat mayors who are calling on the president to fix this problem, and yet the president ignores it. So. 
And that's the issue. And that's what he said. What Steve Scalise just said is the president won't fix the issue. That's what that's where we should be concerned as citizens. And what will this accomplish? Because we're not getting anything done on the border. I'll tell you, the Speaker of the House, Johnson, saying, you know what? You want us to take up your uh, your bill for aid to Ukraine and to Israel and to Taiwan. But you haven't done anything about the border. Chuck Schumer yesterday talking about this and what this passage of this piece of legislation that would give aid to those three nations. Not only is it great for our national security, but it's good for the national security of our allies and for the Western world. And but what is the what is whatever your political leaning is? It doesn't matter. What is the number one national security issue that this country is facing. Is it Ukraine? Is it Israel? Is it Taiwan? Or is it the southern border? In your mind. So if they're going to make these big announcements and these bold announcements and we finally got something done, I'm not saying that it's not necessary. It certainly is something that's necessary and valuable. Is it as important or more important than border security. And if the answer is no, why aren't we all asking Senator Schumer and the others, why not the same emphasis on doing something about the border? I completely respect the attempt that Senator Sinema made to get something through in conjunction with the Republican and the Democrat. I think that the effort was exactly what we needed, but you can't give up. Now you can't say we gave you something and you didn't like it, so therefore you don't want to fix it. No, they're saying it didn't go far enough. Send us something that goes further, something that really secures the border. Let's sit down and let us tell you what else we want. And then you can tell us the things you will absolutely not give. That's what a negotiation is. That's what Chuck Schumer did with that bill for aid. He made them hammer out a deal. Why wouldn't you do the same thing on the border? The House is sending a message by this impeachment. They know the Senate's going to do nothing with it. This is symbolic and saying, well, they need to get to work. But that's the politics of things that people roll their eyes at, in my opinion. That at some point, it's like, okay, we know the other side's terrible. Same thing with Chuck Schumer. Okay, yeah, we know. We know, Chuck. Other side's terrible. You guys are doing the people's work. The American people largely shrug their shoulders and are like, nah, that's not exactly how we feel. In a moment, we're going to talk about the economy. The president of the United States is blaming price gouging on the stubbornness of inflation. We'll get to that next. Dream maker, love taker, don't you mess around with me. Strong values, strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. That's right, the anti-Valentine's Day. That's what you get here. Nothing but bitterness. <laughs> Look at Jeff staring at me. You really want that? <laughs> I mean, I got a couple ideas for songs if that's really where you want to go. <laughs> I think you and I together should pick the song list for the rest of the day. You know, we could probably, if we both did separate lists, they'd probably match. 
I if I said the would. name Jerry Reed to you, would that would that do oh, anything? Yes, I, as a matter. <laughs> yeah, I see you thought of it, didn't you? Absolutely, and it's true. I think every. Well, I can't go. We into can't it. play that, we, today. and we can't go can't into play it. That That's today. right. But she did get the gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. See, kindred spirits we are. Yes, we are. Kindred spirits. All right. Um, back to the serious business of the show. Uh, President Biden sparks attacks on corporations after hotter than expected CPI. So I'm gonna, this, is, uh, this has kind of been a trend of the White House, which it, to me is one of the scarier things that's going on when you start demonizing. And it's, it's an old trick. You're demonizing private industry. You go after capitalism. That's where you get price controls. I'm just telling you, it's a dangerous proposition. Um, the market is what dictates things. We have the highest quality of life we have here. Well, I should say the high quality of life we have here because of it. Uh, the demonization of the word profit is ridiculous. But let me get into what the White House is saying. Food prices rising 0.4% last month, but the president said he's fighting the lower costs for the middle class families from the cost of insulin to other prescription drugs to eliminating hidden junk fees that companies use to rip you off, calling on corporations to pass savings on to consumers. Okay, th I'm going to give you one stark example of the hypocrisy of that statement, that private corporations, and I will be the first one to tell you, there's a lot of things. You go buy tickets online and the big fees, I hate those, but if you go, go look at your cell phone bill. Take, take a minute. I do everything online. I do paperless everything. Go on and look at the itemized bill for your cell phone. And you look at the taxes and fees that you're charged on your cell phone bill. Same thing, right? Isn't it the same thing? The government is charging you taxes and fees. I'll give you another example. The state of Arizona has said and is sent checks to families in Arizona saying if you have children, if you have a family, you are going to be entitled to a tax refund because we have it and you need it. We're going to give you back your tax money. The IRS comes in and says that's taxable income. What's the difference? What's the difference? Not only that, he talks about specific industries. Well, let's go through some of them because so uh, one of the conversations was about eggs. Economist Joseph, uh, this Joseph uh, Bruce Wallace, I think is how you pronounce it, noted that egg prices rose by 3.4% in January, but are down more than 28% from a year ago. But the industry was dealing with the bird flu. There's not, there has been another major fire at an egg farm in Texas. What do you think that's going to do to the industry? In the beef industry, cattle is at its lowest number since the 1970s. Not only that, feeding cattle, by the way, they eat hay. Hay has gone from about 50 bucks a bale or whatever that is. I don't know if it's just a regular bale or what they feed, what they're counting this is, what they're paying $50 for, to over 120 sometimes. Uh, so you're more than doubling the cost of what it costs to feed the cattle, to grow the cattle, to get the beef to market. And yet, 
it's the industry, the grocery industry, the food growers, you know, all these farmers and ranchers that are getting uber rich off of you. It, it, it's such a ridiculous statement. It's frustrating to me because, again, here's my Reagan quote. What, I'm going to say it every time I talk about this. We don't have high inflation because the people are living too well. We have high inflation because the government is living too well. They have too much of our money. They borrow too much money. They print too much money. And that's what causes inflation. If you look at the debt being created by our government, the people we have put in place, that's where the problems lie. And this idea that the president's going to come out, I'm fighting, and it's always for the middle class. I'm fighting for the middle class Americans. We're going to lower costs. He went after the oil companies in America. And this is, I have such a problem with this. He went after the oil companies in America. He demonized the oil industries, obscene profits, and all of those things while he was hammering them with regulation. There's more regulation coming. The oil leases have been dramatically reduced. Natural gas, three major natural gas projects in the U.S. have been cut. And so all of this affects the price of things across the world, across the world. But he goes after that industry, and at the same time, he's demonizing the uh, the fossil fuel companies of America. He's going to fossil fuel companies across the world and asking them to maintain or increase production. He tried to cut a deal with the OPEC nations. He tried to cut a deal with the Iranians. The Iranians, the ones that hate us so much and are bombing American assets across the Middle East, tried to make a deal with them. The Saudis, the UAE, they didn't even call him back. Didn't even answer the call. He then tried to cut a deal and has cut some deals with Venezuela, another nation that treats their citizens horribly. You want to know where a big chunk of people that have been allowed into this country through the parole program, through illegal immigration, have been from Venezuela. And yet this president wants to cut oil deals with those countries. So everybody out there that is an activist environmentalist, which I'm not, I'm an environmentalist. I will tell you, I want clean air and clean water. I want all of that. I'm not an activist in it, but the activists out there that want to see this planet changed, how do you defend the fact that this president goes after American oil companies, but then what he does is he tries to cut deals with other nations that don't do things in as, as environmentally friendly as we do, and now he blames private industry for high prices remaining. It's just not correct. It's not the right thing to do. In a moment, Gatos is going to join me as he does every day. It's our Big Q poll question of the day, so please stick around. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. Happy Valentine's Day. Same to you. You got big plans tonight, buddy, I hear. <laughs> I'm hearing you got a couple different dates, actually. Really? Is that what you're This is hearing? what I'm hearing. Well, this is, is this a big night for you? Uh, no, no, no. Come on. There's got to be somebody you're going to, you know, uh, uh, send a love letter to or uh, get some flowers for you. I mean, you're Mike Broomhead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You go home, watch TV and yes, eat some I, sausage tonight. Yes, I am. I am actually going to hang out with my dog and watch uh, Netflix. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm rewatching. Okay. I'm rewatching. Um, uh, what's the? Sh- I'm, th- I'm rewatching a series on Netflix. That's what I'm doing. You don't even know what series it is. I just I drew a blank. 
Um, you drew a toy. I've, 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 I've set you off this morning. Yeah. I, I've, uh, well, listen, I, I've I put just, you in I a told, bad spot. I told Jim Sharp. I told Jamie West. I'm going to tell you the same thing. All you married okay. people showing off your romantic <laughs> lives, <laughs> stay away Isn't from it beautiful? us. It's nothing but bitterness on this show today. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> well, I'm going to cheer you up. All right. Let's hear it. I'm going to cheer you up because I got a big cue. Now, have you seen it yet? I have not. I have okay, all right, so here we go. Finish, uh, this is the cue. Finish this Valentine's Day poem. Okay. That, that's the cue, okay? All right. Finish this Valentine's Day poem. Roses are red, violets are blue. A, I like Bruce and Gatos, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, B is, roses are red, violets are blue. Outspoken is a hit show. That is true. Oh. Even you told me that behind closed doors, right? so I think that's okay. Or C, roses are red, violets are blue, broomhead needs to get a clue. <laughs> I'm going with C. I'm sorry. I, uh, I love the show. I think it's a hit. But I I know for a fact that I don't have a clue. So I know for a fact that I can't rhyme. I I can't do any of that. I this this took me an hour last night. I just want to say, and I even had AI help me. And look what I got. I got three lousy, you know, uh, uh, poems for Valentine's do you, Day. Do you have plans? I mean, do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day? Do you do this, or do you guys just do you blow it off and you do it other times of the year? We we kind of think Valentine's Day is a little bit like uh, New Year's Eve, it's kind of like amateur night. You'll go out yeah. and you'll spend a fortune on not uh, not much. So uh, so no, um, we really don't go all out for Valentine's Day. Yeah, lines are um, going to be long everywhere. Lines are going to be long. Everything's going to be expensive, and we, you know. And listen, uh, you know this. I mean, it's Valentine's Day three sixty five at the Gatos household. Yeah, I was going to say you're a romantic guy. You are you do you do you pick up grocery store flowers? Like when you're out, when you're at the grocery store, do you every once in a while just grab flowers? Oh, yeah. I'll grab some flowers. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially when I screw up. Except, yeah, but today, <laughs> but today the grocery store flowers are $900 a dozen or whatever right. they do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what's the, yeah, I get it. It's okay. I'm no, glad. You know. it, yeah. I'm going to bring you in a flower today. I'm really? going to put it by your desk. Absolutely. Okay. I want you to feel included. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Gatos. I appreciate See it. See ya. All right, man. That's Gatos. And the Big Q poll question of the day is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Uh, Senator T.J. Shope from the Arizona State Legislature joins us to talk about the legalization, the possible legalization of psilocybin mushrooms as a treatment for mental health conditions. There are a lot of veteran organizations on board with this that believe they're a great medicinal value. Will this piece of legislation change? We'll talk about it in a moment.